This is David Sedaris encouraging you to listen to Joe Frank's great, spooky, wonderful radio show. I started listening to Joe Frank, and it was probably in the early 80s. The show came on in Raleigh, North Carolina. And again, it came on at some hour, like maybe it was even midnight there, but I would stay up for it and listen to the show. And then I listened to it again when I moved to Chicago. What I remember from his show are they seemed like the sorts of conversations that you shouldn't be listening to. Uh, Even when the premise was ridiculous, the dialogue was hyper-realistic, realistic in that awkward, sort of sad, tragic way that real conversations are. And I don't know if he's like a playwright who sits down and scripts every word or if they're just beautiful accidents. Um, I just know that his cast, which seems to change from week to week, is just incredible. And I would listen to these stories and just be completely unable to do anything for the next several hours. I mean, they really wipe you out. They just wipe you out. And when I say that they're disturbing, I mean that in the best possible way. Let me just go back to one thing. So you heard this in the early 80s. I didn't realize that you heard the show in, in Raleigh. So you were in your 20s and you were hearing him. Do you remember the first time you you were flipping around the station and you heard that? I used to, um, gee, like pick a one night a week and stay up all night just to kind of catch up on little busy work. And I was, it was like, it was some hour that I never was, you know, that I didn't normally listen to the radio. And I listened to, turned it on and there was Joe Frank and I didn't know, I didn't know what it was. It was almost like some strange talk show gone wrong or that that sort of uh, Twilight Zone premise where you're listening in to other people's lives on your radio. Um, The dialogue, it was just this sort of immediate and very entertainingly spooky conversation. Um between a man and a woman and I listened to it and I didn't I didn't realize at the, until the very end what it was and even then I didn't know what to call it like I don't know if they're called plays I don't know if they're called gee conversations uh you know what it sounds like he gives it sounds like he he gives people drugs without their knowing and and just sort of puts them in a dark room and makes these things happen He's either like a really brilliant playwright or a really brilliant editor. Um, and there's really, when you listen to the show, you realize th- there's no need quibbling over that. You know, it's 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 the show itself that is so so completely captivating and just unlike anything else. This American Life had been on the air for a couple of years when people started to ask me, like, well, do, you know, were you influenced by Joe Frank? And I had never really given it a thought uh, up until then. And, and in retrospect, I think I was influenced in a huge way. Before I saw Joe put together a show, I had never um, I had never thought about radio as a place where you could tell a certain kind of story. Like, there's just something about about, like, the feeling of those stories where you would just kind of start in one place and then just keep going and you really didn't know exactly where it was going to go and through sheer kind of force of personality he was making it compelling that's what i mean that's a lot of what i like about the show is that i sort of defy you 
to see where this where it's going. Um, and it doesn't feel gimmicky like he's just going out of his way to sort of upset your expectations. It feels completely organic in in the same way that life is. Yeah. I mean, it feels completely unscripted and spontaneous. You know, the way he works, you know, the way he works with the actors is that he'll take the actors into the studio with certain plot points he knows he wants them to hit. And then I think an occasional, like, he's got a good line in mind for somebody to say at some point. And then he'll just walk them through it and have them ad-lib the scenes over and over. And uh, and then he's a really great uh, tape cutter. And then he'll cut cut them down to all the moments that work the best and play in a way that's the most real. The thing, like with radio plays, is like I always listen, loved listening to radio plays. And really, the ol- only thing you've got right now, everyone sounds like an actor. And the great thing about his show is that people don't sound like actors, or you forget that they are actors, and that they seem—it just seems completely organic and and completely real. I always thought that it was the only—it was the only kind of radio drama that didn't seem uh, like a corny old radio drama. It actually seemed like it was made in the age of of motion pictures. Yeah, yeah, it does seem completely modern in that way. I feel like radio drama is one of the hardest forms because it's so inherently corny the way that most people do it, and uh, the like the staginess is so present. And he, and like his work is the only radio drama I've ever heard that overcomes that problem. And you don't think like, ooh, radio drama, like it's this musty old form dug out of some attic. 